Hello, everyone, and welcome back to Let's Heal Together, a podcast where a podcast that I honestly created because sharing the wisdom, sharing the tips and tricks that I've learned along my healing journey is something that I'm super passionate about. And this podcast honestly all started when I started making TikTok videos my sophomore year of college because I would always see people post on social media about healing about their inner child about emotions about health and wellness and I was jealous and I was like I want to be doing that like that is so cool well jealous and inspired but I think that jealousy is honestly such a cool feeling thought whatever it is I don't even know do we do we even know what what to call what to call emotions I guess they're energy emotion but anyways I'm trying to say everything perfect so we're just gonna move on from that but I think that jealousy is really cool what I was saying is because it really shows us that somebody else has or is doing what you're not letting yourself do and so I started to post on TikTok just honestly things I was learning in therapy things that I was applying to my everyday life and it brought me so much joy When I was little, I used to love making little GoPro videos when I went on vacation with my family. It seriously lit up my soul. I would record, excuse me, I just burped. (laughs) Um, We're just being super real on this podcast. Like, if anything, I just hope to inspire you to be your authentic self. But, um, not but, and, what I was saying was I would go on vacation with my family when I was little and I had my little GoPro and I would you know film our little vacation like the bubbles underwater and the the ocean and me pouring water into my glass and all the artsy and aesthetic things I even sprayed my like GoPro with sunscreen one time (laughs) whatever (laughs) it was super it was something that brought me so much joy and I honestly couldn't wait to like record them on the plane home. I seriously loved it. And so making little TikTok videos and montage videos or videos of me talking honestly felt like a way of me reconnecting with that side of me. And maybe that is me reconnecting with my creative side of me. And I learned today that the creative force is really the life force and that we're all creative beings. And when we tap into our creativity, we're allowing God, the universe, whatever name you want to call the higher power force that we all come from, we're allowing that to flow through us when we are creative. So yeah, I really loved making TikTok videos and I went to Hawaii this summer, which I will have a whole separate episode about like my experience in Hawaii and um, my friend Amanda might come on or we might, or I might post the episode that we recorded about it. I went to Hawaii this summer and I met such amazing souls. I met Amanda and Kayla and they have podcasts and I really had never thought about podcasting before but I loved the idea of talking on a microphone. There's literally no better way for me to heal my throat chakra and for me to get out of my own way and just show up because a real goal of mine is to help as many people as possible through social media, through becoming a therapist and all of that jazz and it really it feels so aligned to me and so I am trying to come back to that knowing whenever my mind tries to take me away. (laughs) So that was kind of a long way, a long segue into what I wanted to talk about in this episode, which is 
how and why my eating disorder was the best thing to ever happen to me. I know what you may be thinking when you hear that. You're like, that's so insensitive. Why could you say that? Like so many people struggle and in no way am I trying to undermine the struggle. I'll talk about it shortly. It was, yes, it was the hardest time of my life. And when I say that it was the best thing to happen to me, I am not saying that it felt good all the time. What I'm really saying under all of that is that it brought me back to myself. It brought me closer to myself than I ever have in my entire life. And it really was a wake up call of I can't be living in this state of disconnection for any longer. This is not how I want to live my life. And so I really believe that I went through that so that I could now be where I am right now, helping people, continuing to grow, continuing to learn, evolve on this spiritual journey that I seriously love so dearly to my heart. I love pulling freaking tarot cards. I love meditating. I love journaling. Not all the time, obviously. And I think something that I've learned on my spiritual journey is that you can't force your habits to the point where they're not fun anymore. And so I just really encourage you, if there's something in your life that you are just resisting so heavily, maybe just surrender to that. And maybe there's a reason why you don't really feel like journaling or meditating. And of course, there is a time for discipline. And at the same time, I really believe that when we give our, when we give ourselves that space to take a break from something that just simply isn't feeling good, we can actually come back to it quicker and with much, much, much more excitement than if we forced ourselves to do it through that discomfort. And I do, I do believe that there is a level of discomfort that we have to work through. I mean, even getting on the microphone tonight, like I didn't want to do it. And so if I succumb and surrender to everything that I don't want to do, obviously that's not good. But at least in my experience, when I don't want to journal or I don't want to pull cards, I'm not feeling called to them and I don't, I notice when I come back to them, I feel even more excited and even more aligned to it. So yeah, I literally love the healing journey. It's why I feel like I'm here on earth and I wanted to just start with talking about my experience with eating disorder because that's really what started this entire healing journey for me. So basically growing up I was always super active. I had a really good relationship with food. I would eat very intuitively, wasn't really aware of my body Like I said, I was active. I grew up in a very active family, and I did grow up with a mom who is definitely aware of her body, but it really didn't affect me, I would say, until high school. I'm not really sure the reason, and I don't think we need to know the reason, but it started towards the end of high school where I just wanted to eat less at lunch. I was really consumed with my appearance, and I think a lot of it stemmed down to my worth that I felt about myself and you know, I wasn't always like getting attention from the boys that I wanted to. And so I was like, okay, well, if I look a certain way, then maybe I'll get more attention from them. Or if I, yeah, if I can make myself look like a person that I saw online who, whose life looked perfect, then maybe my life would be perfect. And obviously I've learned (laughs) through my journey that nobody's life is perfect we are all suffering we are all going through our own shit and putting people on pedestals is simply our ego as I said in my first episode we are all the same no one is above or below or more special or 
more good or more any of that. We are simply all equal inside. And sometimes the ego can get really loud and tell us elsewise. But that is the truth. So, yeah, like I was saying, I really just started in high school to, like, look more at my body and stuff like that. And then I would say, like, the catalyst was COVID, which makes sense because that was such a stressful time for literally everyone in the world and there was a lot more time without friends and spending more time alone and at that point in my life I really I would be alone but I wasn't alone with myself if that makes sense so I would be alone but I would just be like watching tv or I really was with people or on social media like so much of my life because I was never really like taught or modeled or felt safe or had that connection with myself for so many years of my life and so yeah so it was COVID 2020 it's my senior year of high school and so everything went online and I started to work out like twice a day count my calories this is even like weird talking about (laughs) even as I talk about this I'm like I my head my fear is like are you sure you want to put this out on the internet are you sure you want to put this online But I really do because I want to talk about it and hopefully help somebody out there who's going through it and give them hope that in the deep, deep, deep darkness of the struggle, there is light on the other side. And once I share a little bit about my story, I'll get into the things that really help me. That'll probably come along as I share more of my story. So COVID came. It was really bad. I was really aware of my body counting calories, working out multiple times a day, and then restricting for me led to binging. So for those people who don't know, binging is eating eating an excessive amount of food in one sitting and you feel like you have no control. So I would sit down. It was, it was often after I would drink. So I would like go out, drink, come home and just eat so much food and then feel bad about myself. And then it's just a cycle that is so easy to get stuck in and it was just really bad. Um, so then flash forward to freshman year of college and I started seeing my therapist and my life was never ever the same from that moment on. I cried in front of someone for the first time. I was always a girl who would just be in her room and cry alone and really didn't have the tools or the modeling about how to handle my emotions and there's no judgment about that. My parents did the absolute best that they could, and I love them both so dearly. And our relationship has definitely evolved over the years of my healing journey, and I'm going to make an episode about that as well. Um, but yeah, it was absolutely insane. I remember every therapy session I went to, I would just sob and sob, and it just felt so good. And I was held in those feelings. I was validated in those feelings. And so I definitely like clung to my therapist at first like a mother and I was like what is this new experience I literally never wanted to end (laughs) and it was honestly a lot at first um and I'm trying to think of what I did in those moments that really helped me um I think the biggest thing for me was that I knew that I didn't want to live like this anymore. And so my desire for a new life was stronger than my desire to binge. And of course, I would still binge here and there. And I ended up going on medication, which was super, super helpful. 
And I really just reminded myself any time that I had the urge to binge, like it's not about the food. And that's something that my therapist really helped me understand. And I really want to have her on to just talk about eating disorders and kind of what they stem from most typically and the best ways to heal them. Because what what she really helped me understand is that it's not about the food. So for me, the food was really like a comfort thing to the feeling that I was having. So I had to learn that when I had a feeling come up, it was my immediate response, go to the food, just eat. And I had to learn to observe that and to choose a different path. And it was in those each moment, like literally in the minute moments that added up to my healing and being in recovery. Because each time that I chose a new pathway, I was creating a new neural network in my brain. And so we do have neuroplasticity. We can change. <laughs> like, we are not stuck. We can evolve as many times as we want and change our patterns that no longer serve us. And that was, I think, really just my biggest driving force was I knew I didn't want to live like this anymore. I knew I couldn't live like this anymore. And I was willing to do absolutely anything that it took for me to feel better and to feel more in control, to just feel more comfortable in my body, to just feel more whole. And one of the first books that my therapist recommended to me was How to Do the Work by The Holistic Psychologist. And I seriously recommend that book for anybody who is about to begin their healing journey, just curious about healing their past, just curious about their patterns, where they come from. She really explains a lot of about a lot about where our patterns come from and how we can do the work to evolve as human beings because so much of who we are is from our childhood and so if we can go back and heal that inner child then we can heal our present self so I was recommended that book so I had that book and then I would also st- I started to journal and I started to do her like morning journals And it was a lot of affirmations, intentions, I think goals, manifestations. So I did that. I also like really took it at my own pace. And so I remember one time I got a care package sent to me from my aunt and it had like trail mix in it. And at that time, trail mix really overwhelmed me because my eating disorder mind was like, that's a bad food. I can't have that. And so because of the binging, I really like felt super overwhelmed having quote unquote bad foods in the room because that's what I would typically binge on, the foods that I wouldn't allow myself to eat during the day. And so I remember talking to my therapist about it and I was like, okay, I just got sent this trail mix and it's really overwhelming me. And she was like, if you need to get rid of it, like that's okay. It's not going to be like this forever, but if that's what you need right now, that's okay. And I really needed to hear that because when we put judgment on ourselves, I mean, I even do this still today. It's like, I should be here. I shouldn't, this shouldn't still bother me. Like I should be able to do this. I should, I should, I should. And should is literally just the shame version of could. So like, yeah, like I could, I don't even know what an example is. Like I could go socialize more and be grounded. And right now I'm feeling a little bit overwhelmed in my life and feeling like I need more alone time. And so I'm going to trust and honor that. And obviously it's easier said than done, but the judgment that we put on ourselves literally is not going to help us move forward. And so 
I would continue to do that in my life. Like I had my friend come over and she was going to bring cookies and I texted her and I was like, honestly, right now, like that just feels like a lot for where I'm at in my healing journey. And she was like, no problem. And so don't be afraid to speak up and to let people know like what you're comfortable with and to open up to people in your life about what you're going through because it can feel so, so, so isolating. I feel like food is something that when we're all eating, like you have no idea what thoughts are going through someone's mind and food is inescapable. It's literally everywhere. You have to eat to survive. And so I really just encourage you to open up to share what you're feeling going through with at least one person around you so that they can help really support you and they can be the person that you say like, hey, like I am feeling really overwhelmed to like go out to dinner tonight. And just remind yourself that it's this is these are temporary decisions to really just meet yourself where you are. I think that's like the biggest thing in eating disorder recovery is to meet yourself where you are. And of course, there is a time to like push and challenge those limiting thoughts and those unhealthy behaviors. And at the same time, really just love and honor where you are and know that you will not be here forever. And you can't skip past this part of the healing journey of the recovery journey as well. So those were some things that really helped me, like setting those boundaries, reading the book, doing the affirmations, and honestly, being in therapy and really getting to the root cause of why I was turning to food because I did not have emotion regulation literally whatsoever, like literally whatsoever. I remember, excuse me, I remember like thinking one time and I was like I literally don't know where all my feelings went I didn't used to journal I never I would cry but then I would be like what's wrong with me why am I crying because like that is the image and narrative I associated with feelings from growing up is like they're bad and like why are you crying like you're so dramatic I remember I was a little kid and I would like go on vacation and cry a lot and it was like or I would cry at the end of the day and my parents would come in and be like why are you crying like can you stop crying like you had such a great day, like stop crying, you're so dramatic, and there's no judgment in saying the things that I experienced from my parents, it's more just information about where these beliefs came from, and they probably experienced the same thing, and so they were passing that on to me, and that is great, you know, they did that the best that they could, but it didn't serve me, and so I adopted these beliefs that feelings were bad and that I shouldn't feel and that if I feel I'm being ungrateful and I'm being selfish and all that stuff so being in therapy really 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 reopened me to feeling and the power of feelings and how feelings can can feel super scary but once we feel into them and release them like we feel so much better and I started to turn to food a lot a lot less once I started to feel the feelings that I literally wasn't feeling and was resorting to food to cover up, to bury down, to shove down. And my my body, my soul was like, dude, you literally can't shove this shit down anymore. Like it's got to come out. It's got to come up. And now present day me, like I love my feelings. I love a good cry. I try to be really in tune with my feelings. And honestly, something I'm working on now is not like over obsessing and like trying to do my healing journey perfectly because 
you know, I think my ego can definitely come into my healing journey now and be like, okay, like you're feeling this, like you should do this or you shouldn't do this. You shouldn't go out. You shouldn't drink. And also when I was in eating disorder recovery, I stopped drinking because drinking was associated with binging for me. So like I said, in meeting yourself where you are and not being afraid to do what you need for yourself in those moments. And if this helps you at all, like I am a senior in college and now I drink rather intuitively and kind of just, you know, drink when I want to and don't when I don't want to. And that is literally remarkable for me to even say because there's a past version of myself who would black out like there was literally no tomorrow and you know I will still get drunk sometimes or like have a few drinks here and there but it just I genuinely like don't really like it anymore and I think that is what you will learn if you're on your own healing journey that certain things that used to serve you certain friendships certain habits certain foods just will stop serving you will stop interesting you will stop appealing to you and just try to trust that I know at least for me it's been really hard for me to trust myself recently um which I think also just stems from people constantly around me like telling me what to do and when I would put something out there they'd be like nope (laughs) like you're doing this like nope that's not even an option like why would you think that just a lot of limiting beliefs that I adopted as the truth that I always knew what I wanted. I always knew what was best for me. But as a kid, when that isn't honored, when that isn't heard or validated or even just like, a oh, hey, like, I know you really want to stay at the beach right now, but we're going to go rather than saying when a kid's like, I don't want to leave. And then the parents like, no, you do. You do want to leave. And then it just sends this weird, confusing, mixed message to the kid where it's like, wait, what? Like, no, I know I don't want to leave, but someone outside of me who is older than me and wiser than me and so I'm going to assume that they know better than me is telling me that I actually do want to leave so do I want to leave and then like honestly I really believe that that is where what stems from me now even as 21 year old having to make decisions for myself and growing up with a rather controlling father who would make would I would ask for something or to do something and it wasn't always louder it was always like kind of scary and skating on thin ice so now I just at least notice that when I go to make a decision like okay for example like this weekend after I like felt some feelings and felt really good I my immediate thought and I always love to pay attention to the thoughts also I know that I'm totally sidetracking but I think that this is like important because it kind of gives light into where I am now and I'll circle back to kind of like food at the end but where I am now is like oh when I feel a lot of feelings and I move through them I always feel at my highest self and so I always try to pay attention to the feelings that I feel when I'm in that good state because I just really feel like that is like my true self anyway so I was feeling these feelings feeling really good after and I was like I really want to go to Boston this weekend it is just feeling right for me I'm just feeling like I'm in a season of loving myself being alone honestly I don't really feel like I'm in a season of going out and searching for a boy or searching for love or searching outward for something to fill me because I've honestly lived like the last year of my life like that where 
I just was not giving myself the care and so I was looking outside of myself for somebody to care for me when really I needed to care for myself and so now I'm really trying to make it a priority to care for myself and so long way of saying I really wanted to go to Boston this weekend and literally every single day I have debating thoughts about it and I'm gonna go because I'm gonna go like we're going but it's just interesting because like this pattern that was established so young is still coming up as a 21 year old like I can make my own decisions but I'm still like scared to ask my parents to go to Boston because I'm afraid that they're gonna say no and at the end of the day like that really shouldn't have control over me because like I am an adult I can make my own decisions but I think having that control over me for so much of my life and I'm would just like succumb and be like okay fine like you say no then like whatever and like obviously when you're a kid like your parents do have say in your decisions but I'm not a kid anymore I'm an adult and I'm gonna start a career and I'm gonna have to be making a lot of freaking choices and it's just something that I'm currently struggling with even recording this podcast oh my god dude the choices I was like what do I talk about do I talk about eating do I talk about what I'm going through do I talk about this and is this too vulnerable is I gonna embarrass myself are people gonna judge me it's not perfect and honestly I listened to um Maddie Saccone's um podcast what the (laughs) what was that podcast her podcast she's a soul cycle instructor I literally love her so much um also just want to say like in this moment like this just feels really good so note to self like we're just gonna follow this flow Um, and if I have one listener or a million, like, I literally don't care because I want to continue to show up as myself, no matter what, and just hop on this microphone and share with y'all. So anyways, I listened to her podcast and it was like talking about her starting her podcast and how she like bought a $50 microphone from Amazon. And I'm like, yep, I'm talking to you guys on my $20 microphone. I don't even use GarageBand. I don't even use intro music. I literally just post this and she was like, now she's been doing this for four years and that really like inspired me to get on this microphone, just freaking record this podcast and see where it goes and kind of just get started. Honestly, I feel like for me getting started was the hardest part, which is why my first episode is kind of like all over the place and even this one kind of is too and it kind of feels like my creative writing class right now where we have to write a 10 page paper about a journey and honestly the first like seven pages is me like explaining way too much into like my drive and then like the last two pages I like finally get into like the point of the story and she was like but that wasn't wasted time or energy because you needed to get that brainstorming you needed to get that flow out to lead you to where you were going and I honestly feel like I'm in that brainstorming flow state (laughs) right now I just need to hop on the mic record post a few episodes and then once I have a foundation under my feet I will feel a lot better so I will end circling back to food and I just want to let anybody out there who's listening and who is struggling with their food and their body let's I just want to let you know that your worth is not determined in the way that you look and something that really helped me was pulling up a picture of my younger self and I would never criticize her body I would never judge the things that she eats I would honor her if she was hungry I would feed her just like a friend would you ever say the things to a friend that you say to yourself and if no then please stop saying them to yourself 
And I know it's a lot easier said than done because a lot of these negative thoughts we've been telling ourselves for such a long time. But just becoming aware of it is the first step, and that's amazing. And just be gentle with yourself. I mean, I've been in recovery now for four years, and yeah, I'd be lying if I said that the thoughts were gone because I don't think that the thoughts are ever going to leave. I just think that we get more comfortable with them. We get more strength in choice because we do have a choice if we want to, you know, listen to the ED brain and go down that path or if we want to choose a different path for us and, you know, just aligning with our higher selves and aligning with the person that we really want to be and the person that we damn well can be. So if I can help you in any way, literally please reach out, DM me. I'll put my Instagram in the show notes. I seriously love supporting and helping people like on their healing journey but especially with their relationship with food because it's something that's so personal to me and something that I'm just really passionate about so if that is you please don't hesitate to reach out um I would love to hear from you and if anyone made it this far thank you for listening to my ramble thank you for tuning in to let's heal together And I'm so, so, so excited to see where this podcast goes. I love y'all. Bye.